0: Welcome to Smarket Sites, brought to you by Cowley Associates, a sales first marketing and advertising agency in Syracuse, New York, that has been helping clients sell more better since 1975. Smart Sites is a weekly blog and podcast series that discusses the latest industry happenings in marketing, advertising, and sales. We'll uncover the deeper meaning behind the headlines and analyze what it means for your real companies and their marketing, advertising, and sales efforts. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Zach Clark. With me, as always, I have my co-host, Chris Maxavity. Chris, Hello. how are we doing
1: today? I'm doing pretty good.
0: All right. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Wonderful. The weather outside has been beautiful here in Syracuse, New York.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a good uh, week.
0: So for our listeners on tap today, I've picked out a few different articles that I like. Uh, One being about The Gap, uh, closing 120 or 175, excuse me, of their stores. Uh, An interesting article I read uh, titled, Marketing Has a Marketing Problem. Hmm. Uh, Some interesting news about Starbucks closing some of their independent bakeries that they have. And uh, also Blackberry, they might be teaming up with Samsung. So interesting things there. Cool. So, I want to get right into it. Let's do it. Uh, you know, the first one here being Gap, closing 175 of its stores. Okay. Uh, but more importantly, the Gap, they're kind of losing their identity. Uh, so, it was announced earlier this week that uh, the Gap, they're closing 175 stores across North America. And it's an attempt to try to get really back on track with sales. Uh, do you know how many stores they have mm-hmm. uh
1: uh, this is, this? I, I
0: believe this is about a third of their stores. Oh,
1: really? A third yeah. of their stores? A
0: quarter. It's either a third or a quarter of their stores. Wow,
1: that's kind of a headline in itself. Yeah,
0: it, it's huge. Huh. Um, you know, and so this is kind of, it's an attempt to get back their identity. And, you know, sales have really been down for the gap for a lot of years. Uh, for the past few years especially, I mean, year-over-year year sales in these retail locations have been down 5 to 10%. Huh. So, uh, but it, you know, th- what the gap is realizing is that they need to kind of reevaluate what they're doing from a strategic level. I see. Uh, especially because in the retail and the fashion industry, there's something called fast fashion, mm-hmm. and so you know, stores like Forever Twenty One out there. I don't know if you've ever H&M. been there. H and M, especially. Yeah. Um, you know they they turn around clothes and you know they have new looks new styles on all the racks and
1: a lot cheaper too a lot
0: cheaper and it, it's only ever it's like every couple months right they change things out right and that's kind of what this generation you know millennials you know generation wise is really expecting mm-hmm. so and the gap really hasn't kind of caught up
1: do you shop at the gap
0: I don't shop at the gap
1: did you ever shop at the gap
0: Uh, maybe when I was like 8 yeah or 10 years old
1: yeah I had a a brief brief time with the gap. They're always pretty expensive though. How about Old Navy? Uh, I do shop at Old Navy still. A little bit. And Old Navy's still going strong, right? Right. They're having right. problems with Old Navy.
0: Old Navy's a spinoff of Gap.
1: Sure. And Banana Republic. And Banana Republic. Is that one still okay? Uh, Banana Republic
0: is still okay. They had that big deal big uh, licensing deal with Mad Men.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, Banana Republic sure. is more
0: um, it's a little bit of nicer clothing. Yeah, I'm they saying. must
1: they must have a big markup on the Banana Republic clothes.
0: Yeah, Banana Republic's doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, the gap—you know—closing all these stores, it, it really just surmises, you know, that any organization, this could happen to any organization.
1: Right. You know, maybe not. Gap yeah, was really strong. It, Those they commercials they had back in the day, maybe about ten years ago, with the. Cargo pants, right? They jump right. around, yes, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh.
0: And you know, even though this might not happen to a company on this kind of scale,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but you know, any time that you lose uh, touch with what your customers want, because that's what the gap's done. You know, they haven't changed with how customers want their clothing. Sure. And you know that could be for any business. You know, you don't change with how your customers want your product or your service. Mm-hmm. And that it's the death of you, pretty much.
1: Yep. That seems to be a the theme today, huh? Is this your theme? Uh, a little bit. I yeah. mean, some problems in the industry this You week. don't change? Because I know we're talking about BlackBerry, and that's, a, yep. that's yep. one of the ones I can think of off time I had of companies that haven't changed and had problems. I'd also say Kodak.
0: Yeah, Kodak's another big example. Polaroid, did, is that the one? Uh, well, maybe Pol- it's
1: just, maybe it was just called Kodak. Polaroid as well. Yeah.
0: But uh, they didn't make any headlines this week, so I see. can't talk about them. Understood. All right. But, yeah, so so the Gap closing 175 stores, and Mm -hmm. really I guess the takeaway is here is to not lose touch with your customers because when you do things like this happen, you lose a ton of money and you lose a ton of face.
1: Yeah. You know, I haven't seen any Gap commercials in a long time, too. I wonder if they're still advertising.
0: Gap actually, uh, they changed ad agencies a couple years ago. I see. And the the campaign that they had, uh, I guess, really flopped. I see. And so, you know, it didn't help. A downward trend that was already happening
1: i guess i always see the old navy commercials i mean you see them during the holidays we right. don't necessarily see gap commercials anymore
0: no and i think it's because they don't know what to say don't know
1: what to say right 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 hmm.
0: so moving on to our second topic now uh there was an interesting article uh on entrepreneur.com uh it was from michael brenner he's the head of strategy over at newscred yeah, they're like a uh, they're like a publishing company, pretty much for online marketplaces. Okay. Uh, kind of with the move to content strategy, and he wrote an article called "Marketing Has a Marketing Problem." And basically, in it, he kind of explains, um, you know, when you ask someone what marketing means, you know, people don't have the same definition of it.
1: Oh, I and, see. And also, you know, he had. Well, it does mean so many things.
0: Right. Right, but I mean, the basic concept and overall premise of what marketing is, you know, people really can't define it uh, right. anymore.
1: How would you define it?
0: Uh, I would define it as, you know, supporting sales. Right. And that's, that's kind of what it, he, he gets into that a little bit. I mean, people have lost touch with the difference between marketing and sales. Yeah. The function of sales and the function of marketing. Is
1: it marketing also getting more eyes on your product, or would you just say it's more just sales?
0: right marketing is getting eyes on the product so people can make the sales
1: right so the end goal is the sales
0: right so the end goal is the sales but the process of selling um it involves marketing but it is not necessarily marketing Mm -hmm. you know marketing is you know giving sales the tools they need to kind of you know finish the job sure Uh, especially in b2b industries
1: but i kind of cut you off there what were you saying
0: uh, yeah, so kind of going back to what Brenner said in this article, he kind of really had five main points. Um, one being the world has changed, uh, which is kind of obvious.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, if you talk about where are you going to spend your marketing dollars, I mean, that's right. that definitely has changed. Right,
0: and that, that's just kind of an obvious thing. Sure. Uh, but the next one was we are all publishers. Uh, third one being we're in a battle for customer attention. Uh, Four, marketing is a conversation. And then five, we need marketing that gets respect. Um, So so some of these things are a little obvious. I mean, customer attention, that's what you're always vying for.
1: Well, let's talk about these one by one. So what what was the second one again?
0: The second one is we are all publishers.
1: We are all publishers. So that's why marketing is a problem. I don't quite understand.
0: Right. So... He's coming at it from the angle, uh, because he works for NewsCred, he is a, kind of a publishing agency. Sure. Pretty much. Um, and kind of this goes along with what we've talked about the past few weeks about content marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're know, you a publisher of all this information, all this content for people to consume, and you have to be relevant you know, in the digital age. Okay. So as a marketer, you're also a publisher.
1: I see. Kind of.
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of blurring the line between marketing, marketing and journalism. I see. Uh, you know, you're publishing content, you're publishing useful information. Is he
1: more talking about content marketing, or is he talking about products as well?
0: He's talking about mostly content marketing. I see. You know, that you need to publish this information for the betterment of the customer, and not to sell them a product or a service. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of where he's coming at from there. Okay. So this next one, we are in a battle for customer attention. You know, this is kind of obvious as well. Yeah. Um, you know, people have fleeting attention spans for for, sure. for the longest time, even oh, though it's shorter now than it was uh, years ago. But people you're always It's getting
1: shorter and shorter. I, I swear I cannot take anything loading. Like, I, I'm, i like, legit noticing myself that I can't take anything loading. If there's something loading I can't, I can't handle it. And I go on to the next thing. And that's the same thing with what am I looking at. Do I even take the time to read this? Do I take the time to look at this? Uh, I notice it with myself. It's getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And I, I, it's probably just going to keep getting shorter.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's probably because we place so much more value on our time yeah.
1: than we used to. Perhaps.
0: And, I, you know so many things are vying for our time that like we have to place it. priority on. There's it.
1: so many things vying for your time. Back in the day when you had a stick and a ball, you really, you know, didn't care, but now there's so many freaking things to do. It's got to be it. And
0: you know, even though but that's bar- it is
1: delivered faster. I mean, all right. things are delivered faster. You don't wait for things anymore. So, right? right. It's all about instant
0: gratification. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, but marketing as a whole, that's kind of what you have to do, though, is you have to buy for yeah, customer attention.
1: definitely. So th-
0: this kind of, this point is
1: kind of moot, and yeah. it's
0: really you know, kind of obvious.
1: So we've got two points that are kind of moot. Right. Uh, <laughs> All right.
0: But, I mean, you needed five on the list. <laughs> there are five. Uh, the next one is marketing as a conversation. Okay. Um, so this one really, he talks about... How, as a marketer, you need to start the conversation with your customer, sure. and you kind of need to you need an open dialogue, and you need to go back and forth, and you know make sure that there's open lines of communication. I see, and this he, he kind of points to social media, yeah, well, uh, where people can kind of interact with you, you know, in real time, right? Uh, but you know, th- this is kind of it, it comes along the lines of you know customer attention. Um, But as as a moot point almost?
1: Yeah, I guess. I can see this one, well, I don't know. Actually, this one I feel like is more um, interesting because you're not necessarily marketing. You're not not just pushing. You're also uh, taking in what people say. So if you do something that's interesting, people will comment on it and then you'll get more eyes. So marketing, this sort of marketing as a conversation is true because you'll get an exponential amount more people if you're talking to them and, and they're talking back
0: right and you're right it, a company a lot of companies for a long time just didn't listen to their customers right or what they wanted or how mm-hmm. they could make the product better um so you know companies but i think companies especially the last 10-15 years have really grown adept to you know listening to the customer oh definitely um, especially in the age of reviews mm-hmm. uh, because you know one bad review a couple bad reviews you're not going to buy that product on Amazon anymore. Oh, definitely. Because uh, people have something bad to say about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: yeah. uh, and then that last one, uh, we need marketing that gets respect. And th- this this one, the title didn't do it justice for what he put under it. Okay. Uh, he was really talking about how marketing as a function needs to be more respected, uh, but it, marketing needs to... You know, earn that respect Uh, because right now we're just, we're marketing for the sake of selling Uh instead of marketing for the sake of, uh, you know, putting information out there for the betterment of the customer. I see. So, uh, you know, these five things, uh, I think what really we can take away with it though is that uh, people need to kind of refocus Mm -hmm. on marketing and sales and what it means. I see um so you know people they're blurring the line between marketing and sales um, instead of treating them as separate functions that just work together. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do two two things in the same, right when you know you have to keep them separate, but you have to keep them working together. okay, and, I, and you know not not to drone on about it, but I see in a lot of organizations they they don't know how sales and marketing interact together.
1: Well, it doesn't seem like this guy does either. I don't yeah, really. I, think, I mean, he's talking about content marketing, so I guess that. I mean, eventually he's making sales from his advertisers on his site, right? So right. his. I don't know. I I find it odd. He's he confuses me. I don't really think he's saying much about marketing as sales. Do we disagree with him?
0: No, I I think he's I think he's having as much trouble as many people are. Yeah. as kind of. You know, elaborating on what marketing is. Right. But that, that's kind of his point, is that marketing has this problem yeah. of no one knows what it no is. No one
1: knows anymore. Yeah.
0: But pe- people, especially in bigger organizations, even smaller ones, need to kind of... Marketing is different than sales, but marketing supports it. I see. And so people kind of need to get that clarification down, and I think that's what's a big takeaway from this. hmm So now we can kind of move on to uh, Starbucks, Starbucks. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but back in 2012, Starbucks bought. Uh, it was a company called Bay Bread.
1: I did not know this LLC. Mm-mm. They're
0: kind of the parent company to a bakery chain called Lou Boulange. Uh, not many here in North America, where we are, uh, or well, I should say the Northeast United States, where we are. Um, but Starbucks, nonetheless, they bought this company for 100 million dollars. Uh, but now they're closing pretty much all the bakery stores.
1: Huh. So uh, wait, Starbucks has separate bakery stores out there? Correct. That not that don't sell coffee?
0: Um they might sell coffee. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I see. Uh but they were they primarily loaves of, of bread. Right. They were <laughs> primarily bakeries. I see. Um but you know, the the Starbucks people they said that uh, they determined labour uh, stores are not sustainable for the company's long term growth. Gotcha. And this is basically just a great example of a company trying to be something that they're not. Right. Starbucks is not a bakery. Nope. Uh, I mean, what's the first thing you think of when you think of Starbucks? Coffee. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what pretty much most everybody else thinks of Starbucks. Right. I mean, if you're starving okay. and you're desperate, you might grab a little croissant with your. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, pastries, sure. A little pastry. Little you know, pastry, with pastry your, or whatever, with but your I'm not coffee. getting. Yeah, right. But I'm not getting a loaf of bread. I'm right. not going there to get my loaf of bread for the night,
0: or you're not going there for lunch,
1: right? Oh, certainly.
0: You're you're going there for your venti, right? Whatever, whatever you get. I'm not a big Starbucks person. Yeah, um, but you know, this is kind of this comes along the lines of what every other company needs to realize mm-hmm. is that you Do know what it, you're good at, right? Keep keep doing what you're good at. I mean, you need to diversify, certainly. You, you need know, to
1: change with the times. i the app.
0: exactly, and you need to kind of change how you function a little bit but sure. you can't go so far outside the box where, you know, for Starbucks it's a $100 million mistake but for another company, it could be a smaller company, it could be the end of them. Right. So uh, p- people just, they, they need to realize to do what they're good at. Sure. And uh, we see the, I see that a lot in kind of uh, like the human resources, HR um, you know, people putting themselves in positions uh, doing things that they're good at mm-hmm. instead of putting themselves out there in uh, a little more challenging situation
1: to kind of grow themselves. Mm, explain what you're talking about here. Um,
0: it, it's you know hiring people or people in an organization, making sure they're doing what they're good at yeah. instead of putting someone outside of their comfort zone just to kind of grow them as oh, a person. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. And so this is kind of what Starbucks did, but uh, they, they were trying to grow themselves
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know as a company right um, instead of just staying what they're good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the philosophy behind the the HR uh, portion of that is that you know you get more out of it when you have someone in a role right That's good at it.
1: exactly. So not uh, taking on too many jobs at once
0: right right and, it, and especially you know when when you're really good at something, you know, you tend to specialize and be an expert in that. Definitely. Uh, but when you're trying to be all things to all people, you're not very you're not very good. Correct. At, you're good at everything, but you're not great at it.
1: Mm-hmm. So Starbucks,
0: you know, I wish I could have $100 million. Just to, you
1: know, <laughs> I know. Well, they're, Waste on a bakery. Man, their margins on coffee, I can't even imagine. Oh, they're probably ridiculous. I can't even imagine how, how much they make off of one person buying a coffee. It, it's probably insane. It is. And there's so many of them, obviously.
0: I, there's There's got to be at least five in downtown Syracuse.
1: Correct. But uh, we can move on now. Okay. Uh, to so Boy. do you pick these with a theme? It seems like you have a theme going.
0: Um... Sometimes I pick
1: these with a theme. So far, these have been very thematic.
0: Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's just the headlines Yeah, no, that's that true. Sometimes
1: there. there is a headline. But these ones are thematic. Like, it's they adapting, are. changing, don't change too much. Right. You know, okay.
0: I mean, All there's right. a fine line. Nice. Uh, but these, I, I feel like these headlines are really good. Mm-hmm. They're really good kind of case examples for other companies to learn from. Yeah. Uh, especially with this BlackBerry one. Okay. Because uh, rumors are now surfacing that they might be teaming up with Samsung.
1: I can't believe BlackBerry's still in business.
0: Uh, BlackBerry is
1: still kicking. Who has a BlackBerry?
0: Uh, I know a Who few people. Who are these people? I know a few people with a BlackBerry. <laughs> really? Oh I saw God. somebody yesterday with a BlackBerry, and he oh. was scrolling on his little wheel uh, oh, on a webpage.
1: Oh, my God. And
0: I cringed.
1: Wait, so so BlackBerry still do not have like a touchscreen?
0: Yes, Blackberry still have phones out there and functional for people to use.
1: I'll give you the keyboard aspect. I understand the keyboard aspect, I suppose right. but you still need a touchscreen.
0: I had a blackberry um uh, back when they were super super popular in like two thousand six two thousand seven. Sure. Uh-huh and i really did like the blackberry well i mean they were
1: like the first to to do email and stuff right i mean you could really get emails going with. i really
0: did like the keyboard the keyboard was awesome because you could type so much faster on it right um i was a
1: holdout with those keyboards on the phones too but then you know you just have to get an iphone yeah or 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 an android you know you just can't you can't do that anymore but what's interesting the about web the... web and apps and everything. Like, I know. Do they even have apps on BlackBerry? How do they probably They know. have apps, but who develops for BlackBerry anymore? Geez, <sighs> I don't know. Almost no one. Okay.
0: Uh, either way, though, BlackBerry, uh, they're rumored to start using Android on their phones. Okay. So, like, uh, whatever the BlackBerry Storm is called, mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it's their touchscreen phone. Sure. I don't okay. even know if that's yeah. still their phone, um, but you know, there were some pictures out there of Android running on the Blackberry screen. So
1: Blackberry had its own has its own OS and everything. Right, correct. Okay.
0: Correct. But now they might be switching to either a hybrid model of some phones running Blackberry OS and some running the Android OS?
1: You know, you gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. Right. But I mean so they they're teaming with they're just gonna run Android or are they teaming with a company?
0: Uh, they're they're just gonna run Android I think.
1: Okay. And they're
0: also experimenting with running the Blackberry OS on uh, different types of phones like Samsung phones. Oh right. Um, but what I find interesting about this is that not the fact that BlackBerry is still alive. I find um, that interesting. <laughs> or that they're, you know, trying to get a new customer base, which I think is really smart.
1: Yeah, I mean um,
0: but it's the fact that, you know, as a mature, a more mature company, they're realizing that they need to make these kind of changes and, you know, make these kind of partnerships in order to still be alive and kind of get things on the upward trend. Because um, I remember an article came out a couple months ago um, that the co-founder admitted that back in 2007 when the iPhone came out, yeah. that BlackBerry really screwed up. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, they kind of knew that they were going down. Right. Um, but you know companies that they're they're older. Um,
1: they're- at, at that time. At just that time, though, I feel like they did the right thing because there were BlackBerry users that didn't want to get on the bandwagon. Correct. There were the people that still wanted the keyboards. Correct. But at this point...
0: But they didn't adapt they enough to have, yeah, the
1: touchscreen. Right. They should have put out a model with a touchscreen or something like that. Uh, well, they did. They put well, out they, they
0: put out a touchscreen model. I see. But they rushed it so bad that it was awful.
1: Oh, you know what? I do remember this. This is like just a couple of years ago.
0: Uh no, it was it was like 2008 2009. I remember they tried
1: to have like a like a revival like maybe like a year or two ago.
0: Oh, BlackBerry Messenger.
1: Oh, is that what it was? Yeah,
0: they they put the BBM app on uh, Apple mm-hmm. or on on iPhones and I see. I think also Android devices. So instead of using something like WhatsApp
1: mm-hmm. or Kick mm-hmm. or
0: iMessage, you'll you'll use BBM. I see. But no one really did. No. So, uh, but you know, companies. Companies realize, and I think BlackBerry realized later in the game than they should have. Mm -hmm. um, But, you know, that 10 years ago, you're not the same. You know, 10 years difference, you're not the same company.
1: It sucks. If you're a tech company, you have to really be aware of it, too. Right.
0: Right. And even as an ad agency, I mean, you think about this place 10 years ago. uh, I know we we both weren't here. But of how different advertising agencies as a whole Mm -hmm. were. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you just have to adapt oh, all the difference survive. between
1: you know when i came here four years ago and, and now is, is way different
0: yeah in blackberry didn't adapt and survive I, they didn't adapt quickly mm-hmm. they're still surviving luckily
1: yeah
0: um but you know companies need to adapt as the market adapts mm-hmm. and uh especially today yeah. it's it's crazy yeah how fast you know, today changes Mm -hmm. and even, even one year difference. Right. Is, is crazy now. Yep. I know a lot of companies are having trouble projecting, you know, where their business will be in three to five years. Sure. Just because, you know, no one knows.
1: Yeah. It's funny. Even now, you're tempted to think that this is how it's going to be for a long time. but Right. Because, uh, you know, of all the changes, and, you know, we have iPads, iPhones, we've got tablets, we've got Android, but, you know, it, it could change. It could change in, you know, two years, three years. It could all be different.
0: I mean, it could change in a matter of, you know, weeks, eh? to be it's honest, true. where, it, you know, if a new t- technology emerges,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, you think about, like, the, the driverless car, I mean, I know that's been, uh, it's been out there for a while right? and they've been working on it. Uh, but as soon as that hits the market, you're, the world's going to completely change again. Correct. So it's.
1: It can... And there's an interesting thing. Do you, do you follow E3? Did you follow E3 at a all? A little bit. Yeah. You usually ask me at the end of the shows what I'd like to talk about and I was going to bring up E3 cause it's pretty, it's pretty near and dear to my heart as a, as a gamer. And, uh, you know, they're. Virtual reality is kind of the big thing that's coming right. out of there. With the the Oculus. Oculus Rift, and uh, they're going to ship it with an Xbox controller and stuff like that. So that Microsoft is actually getting on board, like right now. Right. And there's going to be a war between them and Sony on this on virtual reality. And who knows if it's going to be a thing? But if it is a thing, it it changes the game really. Yeah, I, the, how we consume media, how we consume anything. I mean, if you can, it's it's a little goofy to strap something to your head, but if they can. You know, figure out a way that that's beneficial. You know, people might do it.
0: I, I haven't played with virtual reality in a while. You know, there was some early, early virtual reality that came out.
1: Like, Are we talking about that old thing where you had the, where you where you actually uh, you stood in that big platform? Are we talking about that far back? Yeah. Like 15 years ago or whatever. Yes. Yeah.
0: And it it wasn't it wasn't anything special.
1: Well, sure. That's 15 years ago. That's when like Atari and stuff was was there. But now it's it's. And I, re- I remember everybody I hear, hear talk about it. And say it's it, it is a game changer.
0: And I, and I remember about it must have been seven eight years ago or five six seven eight years ago a company came up with you know goggles that streamed a movie right in front of you. Right. Um. But I I haven't tried on like things something like the Oculus mm-hmm. uh, because I I bet it is a game changer. People want to be more in the moment
1: yeah it's it it does change it because it's it's a two it, it does both eyes and it and it I don't know i I've, I've heard a lot of good things about it and it's not really it's not really this year it might be next year, but right. what what's happened is in in this week and the last week is Microsoft really has jumped on and they've they've really made a partnership with with oculus, so they're adapting.
0: Well, Mar- Microsoft really needs to diversify themselves from Sony, especially in the gaming market. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not surprised that they they jumped on that.
1: Yep, because Sony I think is doing their own proprietary um, VR. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's i it, I'd, I'd love to see how it translates into marketing as well. Yeah. Because uh, I did see someone.
1: I mean, Facebook owns it. Right. They, so, they do. I mean, they bought Oculus. You know. So,
0: because, because I did see a brand use uh, virtual reality as part of like a little uh, in-person experience. Um, they they put like a scene inside the headset, and you know they they put things on the wall where people could feel it. So it felt it was for it was for some outdoor company. I think it was Merrill. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. It makes sense, right? Think about it for like a you know a way, a wayfair some sort of you know or. A, or at Zillow, are you selling homes? Why not just record the home? I mean, that's this is kind of getting really crazy, but it's going you there. know, this sort of thing could happen. It could. <laughs> you know, so it, it it's it's the sort of thing where when we looked at iPads before, we never thought we'd use them. When we looked at smartwatches, we never thought we'd use them. It, it could be that next thing. Right. Um, right. So, and getting back to the theme of the show, you know, you always have to have to be out there you have to change you have to adapt don't go too far don't start selling bread if you're a coffee company but you know
0: but that's that's what Microsoft's doing and I think it's a smart move
1: I do too definitely
0: so any other closing thoughts
1: today Chris oh, besides you know, E3 the E3 thing was was my thing that's what I was going to talk about I could keep talking about it, but this isn't a gaming broadcast yeah.
0: Maybe you can start your own. <laughs>
1: no, that's all right. One's <laughs> enough.
0: All right. Well, I don't have any other uh, closing thoughts here. Um, but as always, remember for our listeners that uh, you can download us on iTunes if you're, you know, if you haven't already. It's
1: market sites market it's in the iTunes site store. Uh,
0: but you know, make sure you visit the blog www.kellyweb.com, slash com/blog. Uh, because I have all these articles posted on there mm-hmm. um, so you can kind of read and uh, see what we're talking about. Um, but you know, make sure you comment if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover uh, on next week's episode. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week.